Welcome to Grace Harvest Church's weekly podcast featuring lead pastor Doug Sherman. For more information about Grace Harvest Church, visit us online at graceharvestchurch.org. Now listen in and allow God to speak to you as Pastor Doug shares this week's message. Hello, my Grace Harvest Church family, my people, long time no see. We really miss you here. All the staff really misses you, and we are excited about eventually meeting back together again. Today, I want to get back into the series I started on prayer a couple weeks ago. That series is called, Now is the Time to Pray. And my message today is, meet with God daily and meet with Him all day. Meet with God daily and meet with Him all day. Before I get into the message, I want to give a shout out to all of our pastor's wives who did such a great job last week talking about motherhood and on Mother's Day. Good job, ladies. I was really proud of all of you and thought you did an excellent job. I hope all of you got the opportunity to see that, not just the moms and not just the women, but the men as well. We honor you, ladies, and thank you for what you did last week. Excellent job. As I get into the message today, I want to start with a funny story but a profound story from a child. Helen Poole from the Christian Reader shares this story. She says, I was tucking our preschooler in for the night when she asked if she could pray. Delighted, I told her it was a great idea to talk to Jesus. As she began praying, her words kept getting softer and softer until only her lips were moving. Then she said, Amen. Honey, I said, giving her a hug. I didn't hear a word you said. That's okay, Mama, she responded. I wasn't talking to you. Amen. As we get into prayer, we need to remember that prayer isn't about impressing people, and it's not even about impressing God. Prayer is about a relationship, a two-way communication, a dialogue with the living God. He'll talk to us through Scripture and many other means, and we'll talk to Him and we'll get closer to him. The other thing that I thought was really funny is that years ago, I was praying over our children. We used to release them to kids' church, and I was praying over them, and I slipped into autopilot, as many of us can do in in our prayer lives. We can just kind of get into an autopilot mode of prayer, and I prayed this. I said, Lord, we pray you'd bless these children to our bodies, like I was praying over my, my dinner time. Immediately, the crowd began, everybody in the congregation started laughing. I was like, wait, what? What did I just pray? And I realized I'd slipped into autopilot in my prayer life. You ever done that? So I'm hoping that this series will encourage you and refresh you in your prayer life. Our key Bible text in the weeks ahead, I won't be preaching on it today, but our key Bible text is Philippians 4, 6 through 7 in the New Living Translation. Listen to what it says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen. Today, I want to get into the original intent of God in our prayer lives. You know, in the beginning, when God made man and woman, He invited us 
to meet with him on a daily basis. And that invitation was for two-way dialogue, for fellowship, for relationship. Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 through 10 will be my key text. Many of you will remember this is the text of Scripture after Adam and Eve have sinned against God and disobeyed Him by eating the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And we hear how God comes into the garden. And the point that I want you to see here is that almost all scholars believe that this was a daily meeting that God had invited Adam and Eve to join Him in. And on this particular occasion, things went wrong. Listen to Genesis 3, 8 through 10. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. You know, as I said, most scholars believe that God had a daily meeting, maybe in the morning, maybe in the evening. Charles Spurgeon wrote a devotional years ago called Morning and Evening. So whenever the day was cool, God met with his people, maybe morning and evening. I think that's a great idea. Start with God, end with God. But he had a daily meeting with his son and daughter for fellowship. And there they would share, he would share his heart with them. He would probably talk to them about creation. And they would share with him what they were discovering about creation and life and one another and the animals and the trees and the beauty of all that God had made. But on this day, unfortunately, it got interrupted in a sad, sad way that we've all felt from that time on. But I want you to think about that. God invites you. He invites me. He invites us into a daily meeting with him or daily meetings with him. And then he invites us to talk with him throughout the day. So it's all day long, but also specific times. And I, I want you to think about some of the things that God invites you to in that daily meeting. Now, I had a much longer list, but I had to edit it for the sake of this message. So I have three ideas in that daily meeting that I want you to think about. The first is... God invites you to a friendship with him so that you might know what he's like. He invites you to a friendship with him that you might know what he's like. Psalm 25, 14 says this, The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. The word there, fear, doesn't mean to be afraid of God, like to run from him, to be in terror of him, like Adam and Eve did. It means a reverent awe, a recognition that this is almighty God who fills all things with himself, who everything came out of, who could say to all creation, you're done, and it would be over. And, and that is a healthy reverence. And the scripture says that when you reverence and are in awe of God like that, he calls you his friend and he shares and teaches you about his covenant. And the covenant is that agreement, that relationship with God. Secondly, God invites you to partner with him in bringing his kingdom to earth. Jesus said to pray this way in Matthew 6.10, your kingdom come, your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. You know, he does not call us to ask him for things that he doesn't intend to do. Let me say that again. Jesus doesn't call us to pray and ask for things that he doesn't intend to do. He takes no pleasure in frustrating us. The kingdom of Jesus is what it looks like when we pray for that. The kingdom of Jesus is what it looks like when Jesus is actively on the move on planet earth, changing lives, healing sick bodies and minds, restoring marriages, filling us and those around us with righteousness, peace, and joy. When we see Jesus on the move and people are coming to faith in Christ and people are being reconciled and people are having their minds changed and they're learning to think like Jesus, that's us praying your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and seeing God do great things. Thirdly, God invites us in that daily appointment to give our burdens to Him and become whole. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this, Give all your worries and your cares to God, for He cares about you. One of the greatest benefits of prayer is the sanity and the peace it can bring to your life. Over the years, I've learned that God is the best counselor and consoler. Sometimes we miss the wonderful experience of God being our peace because we refuse to invite Him to be our peace in the midst of a crisis. I've often wondered how many times God has wanted to be a part of something in my life that's causing me anxiety or fear or anger, but I never invited Him to be a part of that. You know, right now, during COVID-19, this is a good time to bring our burdens and our cares and our anger and our fears for tomorrow and our finances and businesses being shut down, our frustration with the governor or government or president or Congress or whoever it is that you're mad with, your disappointment. This is a good time for us to bring all of those anxieties and fears to the Lord. Can I challenge you? If you don't bring them to the Lord and seek His face, the problem will be that you'll be filled with those angers and anxieties and you'll either take them out on the people you love, you'll take them out with your coworkers if you're working, or you'll jump on social media and you'll become a keyboard warrior and you could potentially hurt relationships that you have, bring division, or maybe even do something that would cause your own testimony for Christ to be hindered. Listen, this is a time like never before for us to pray. We need to pray, people. Yes, we'll have time to take action, and I'll talk about that as I come to the end of this message. But this is a time to pray and seek the Lord as never before. Make sure that we're not acting out of our anxiety, fear, and frustration, but we're acting because we've spent time with God and we know what He wants us to do. Right? Cast your burdens and your cares on Him, for He cares for you. Now, when we go back to the text, the next thing we learn is that when the Lord came into the garden, Adam and Eve heard the sound of the Lord. Did you know that word sound is actually the word voice? It could be translated, and they heard the voice of the Lord in the cool of the garden. And, and what's powerful about that is that's what God intends for our time in prayer with Him. He wants us to hear His voice. Prayer is hearing God's voice, not just God hearing ours but us hearing his voice. It's dialogue, not monologue, dialogue. 
God speaking to us through word, through the Bible, through uh, the inner voice of the Holy Spirit within us, through creation and the people around us, God speaking to us. And then the scripture says, and by the way, if you hear God's voice, sometimes if you just hear God one time in life, it can change your life. But God wants us to hear from him every day. And then it says, and the Lord came and his voice came in the cool of the day. And did you know that that word cool of the day, that phrase means the spirit, the breath, the wind of God? What's the idea? There would be this cool, refreshing breath and wind of God. And that wind of God was to refresh the people. And that's what God wants for our prayer life. He wants to speak to us. He wants us to have intimate friendship with him. He wants us to cast our burdens on him. And then he wants to breathe the breath of his spirit upon our lives and refresh us and renew us. Listen, I can't tell you the number of times that I've been anxious or that I've been tired and weary and and kind of beat down from life. And I'll spend time in prayer. I'll take a walk. I'll go into one of our rooms in our house and I'll pray. And by the time I'm done, I'll get up and I'll notice that I'm not only seeing things differently, but I feel differently and I have new energy and vitality in life. Why? Because God breathed his Holy Spirit upon me as I spent time with him. And that gave me new perspective in life. And I was able to, to go out and do the things he called me to do with his power and his grace and not my own abilities. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your presence. And then it says they hid themselves from the face of God, from the presence of God among the trees of the garden. And that's such a tragedy. And God called out, where are you? And he's still doing that with us today. Listen, this is the time, if we're not careful, instead of hiding with God in prayer because of the season we're in, we could hide away from him because we're ashamed the way we're spending our time. We're ashamed some of the bad habits we're being sucked back into. But this is a time for us to get near to God and not hide from him. This is the time when he calls out, where are you? For us to say, I've been hiding from you, but now I want to come hide with you, God. I want to be with you. Listen, these words are not just for lost humanity that is turned away from Christ. These words are for you. These words are for me. He's saying to us who've neglected him in our relationship, where are you? So that we'll, we'll assess our lives and say, yeah, God, I'm not with you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. He's, he's not angry. He wants us to come near. He wants us to come close so fellowship can be restored. It's all because of Jesus, right? Jesus died on the cross, rose again, shed his blood for us, died in our place, suffered our death, took what we deserve so fellowship could be restored, so we could be close to God. So we don't have to hide among the trees of the garden anymore. We can run to the tree of the cross of Christ and there be reconciled to God and there come to know what it means to be forgiven and to be loved and adopted and accepted and declared right and have God's very own spirit come into us and give us the ability to walk with him in intimate relationship. Where are you? Are you hiding? Quit hiding and run to the cross. Run to God. Run to him, not away from him. Jesus made it possible. Amen? Listen, as I close here, let me just say this to you. Right now, many, many people are saying that we need to take action and do something. And I want you to know I agree with this sentiment. We do need to take action And we do need to do something. However, taking action without first saturating our concerns in prayer 
is a prescription for disaster. Prayer is action. It's the first action. And among the most powerful things that we can do in times of confusion. It gives room for God to work and to speak to us. We can then move in obedient action ourselves and not take matters into our own hands. Can I tell you I'm concerned that a lot of Christians right now in the church and churches in our community and around the world might be taking actions into their own hands. And I'm concerned that they haven't taken the time to seek God and to pray and they're being moved by frustration and anger. And I understand frustration and anger are normal human emotions, but we've got to seek God and we've got to make sure that we're moving with what he wants us to do. Can I encourage you to pray and let God speak to you? Listen, he designed to meet with you on a daily basis. And there he wants you to get to know him and be intimate with him. There he wants you to cast your burdens on him. There he wants you to pray his kingdom come and will be done. There he wants to speak to you and let you hear his voice. There he wants to refresh you with his spirit and make himself known to you. That's what prayer is for. So the journey back to friendship with God and seeing his kingdom prevail is found at the foot of the cross of Jesus Christ. And God's calling out to all of us, where are you? Come back to him today. Meet with him today. Set aside a daily time to meet with him. Even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes, meet with God. Turn to him now in prayer. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters. I thank you for the church and for what's happening around our world. Somehow you're going to make good of it. Father, I pray for anybody facing anxieties, fears, anger, frustration, people that are even sensing that division is happening because of this. Lord, drive us to our knees. Drive us away from fear into faith, away from anxiety and anger into simple trust. And Lord, fill us with your peace. Shine your face upon us. Breathe your spirit upon us. Talk to us like never before. Lord God Almighty, teach us what it means to pray in a time like now. I thank you for it. Bless my church family. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, as you pray in the days ahead, please pray for all of us pastors and leaders and elders at Grace Harvest Church. We need your prayers like never before. We need wisdom like never before. We wanna make good decisions, decisions that are best for the church. And, and, and so we're asking you to pray with us and partner with us so we can be wise and do what God wants us to do. We wanna please God, no one else. We wanna please God. Please pray with us that that happens. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and give you shalom. God is with you. God is for you. God bless you.